Welcome to From Heartache to Healing and Hope with your host, Bernadette Winters-Bell, LMSW. This podcast explores the many layers of life through the lens of loss and grief, often with special guests who share their perspectives on this universal yet unique process. These explorations can offer you, the listener, avenues to encourage you to have these conversations with yourself, your family, your community, your world. Hello, I'm Bernadette Winters-Bell, and I'm your host here of the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And in this series, same story, different boats, wait till you hear this guest, Jenny Mannion. She's an energy healer, an intuitive. She reads records of your spirit and your soul. She's studying shamanism, so many interesting things. And here for today, for this interview, I wore my necklace that this is the North Star, and here's all the rest of us being guided. And that's what this kind of work can do. I can't wait until you you get to watch this on From Heartache to Healing and Hope. Same storm, different boats, paddling away with Jenny today. Take care now. Welcome from heartache to healing and hope. I'm Bernadette Winters Bell, and this is my podcast. And this series, same storm, different boats. I'm welcoming my very special guest, Jenny Mannion. Welcome, Jenny. I am so happy to be here with you, Bernadette. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first off, since you know yourself best of anyone, <laughs> would you please introduce yourself to my audience? Sure. I am Jenny Mannion. I am an alternative healer, speaker, author, and my journey started when I healed myself from a bunch of chronic illnesses, seven years worth in three weeks. And since then, I've just been on this mission to help others heal, whatever that is, uh, from illness, from limitations, and really start to create the life that they deserve. So succinct, but so powerful. And since I know you, I know it's way more than that, or it seems way <laughs> more than that to me. So how is it that you help people heal? I use a bunch of different modalities, trained in probably over 20 and have my own form of energy healing. I read in clear Akashic records. I've been training as a shaman. I do a lot of mind-body methods. I really do believe that even if we heal energetically, I know a lot of energy healing modalities, it really helps to get the mind behind it, the limiting thoughts healed a little bit, that self-worth up to know that we deserve a, a life that maybe we have hesitated to claim or have faced limitations in claiming. Wow, so amazing, so needed. So Jenny, I've learned that um, after World War One. Uh, when people saw each other, uh, they asked each other, how was their war? Because, of course, their sources and methods of communications were so different than today. <laughs> they didn't just send a text. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ask of you, how has your pandemic been? It has been um, a challenge. I actually did 
lose my mom during it. Mm -hmm. So during that time, she became ill um, October 2019, so became her sole caregiver mm -hmm. and watched her decide to pass and then pass and also settled her estate. Also, we have four kids between my partner and I, so watched three of them come well, two of them came home from college mm -hmm. in the midst of that. So, and my sweetheart lost his job. So yeah, there were definitely a lot of challenges, but it, it was honestly synchronistic in that because my partner was home, I was able to move in with my mom for a while. The kids were home to say goodbye to their grandma, their closest grandparent. A lot of things actually, you know, I guess did work out timing wise to to our benefit you know in the worst of times you know there were definitely some blessings and some readjustments and learning to be without my best friend definitely you know have gone deep into that healing process and yeah i mean i feel like i've transformed a lot because of it i think we all have this year we've all adjusted wasn't able to have the funeral that maybe I wanted to, you know, with everyone hugging, um, but was able to have a beautiful memorial on Zoom where people from all over the country didn't have to risk their health or, right. you know, they might not have been able to travel anyway. So it was really nice to have my mom's friends from all over the country say nice words about her. We had over 11 people speak. So that was really, really, there were blessings as well as really challenging times. Absolutely. You know, in the work that I do, I say there are the gifts of the dying, the gifts of the grieving, and now I'm calling them the gifts of the pandemic, which not everyone agrees. Um, they don't want these gifts, but it's not Amazon, can't send it back. <laughs> right. But as you just so eloquently said, uh, within the midst of things, you were able to be with your mom, not in how you would have ever planned it. Well, you would have had to have some imagination to, to think of this, but the universe made a space for you to know that your loved ones were taken care of and you were with mom, you know, Absolutely. to be able to spend that time with her. Oh, how special if we can adjust that things change, but not according to the way we would have wanted them to. That's usually what stops us or stumps us. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've learned on this journey, the more we try to force the universe, the more we will kind of be smacked on the hand, not so gently. So uh, yeah, really trying to be as present as possible. And even when my mom, it was very evident she was ready to go, you know, letting go of that and being okay with that and showing up as best I could for her with that knowledge. Well, I think you're being a little modest. I think you more than just showed up and <laughs> were present as much as possible because she was, I know, able to have um, support, love, and joy in her last months and have a peaceful passing because you were so present with her. <laughs> and that's, that's the gift that you made her. Absolutely. Um, and we do that when we're able to do that in spite of our own pain. Yes. Right. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I always hear such amazing things about your mom. Um, so as the time has gone by, how many have you been living in the house together? 
it's kind of come and gone, <laughs> you know. Uh, right now, we just have my youngest every other week. Uh, my son is coming to visit over Christmas. We had all four home for a week, uh, but it's my son and Vinny's oldest mm -hmm. years in college, and they both have apartments off campus, so they can still live in their towns. Okay and and be there with their you know celebrate their last semester as best possible we're all adjusting uh but it's a different for everyone yeah it is different for everyone but in march they were all home you know uh, except for the one in law school so it's been coming and going they've been all coming and going throughout this process so that's like having to change and transition okay who's home now okay who's leaving exactly. right right Exactly. Right. Wow. How many for dinner? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. How many different opinions do we have of this? <laughs> right. Wow. So many. So, in the beautiful work that you do, um, have you found professionally during the pandemic that you've seen um, people come forth with different problems, questions, concerns, issues? I think I've felt like people have been more willing to really redo things, re look at things very differently. Like this pandemic has really made us go within, spend a lot more time inside our house. Right. And, you know, once you get sick of the Netflix shows and eating, <laughs> you know, there are other things to do, you know, and you really are forced to go inward. So I think I've seen a lot more people be introspective and ready for change like really like okay what is this time granting me and how ca can i reinvent myself and relationships have changed a lot you know when you're stuck in the house with someone for a long period of time you might start reevaluating those as well as friendships that you had absolutely because when we're right on top of one another without a break in the relationship you know you you see does the love transform into patience? And does that transform or segue into acceptance? Or, or I can't stand to see another person for another <laughs> 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> right. And then what do I do with that? You know, mm -hmm. um, everything isn't always positive or negative, but of course, it's what we do with it. That, Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. I, I've, personally found that of course the levels of anxiety have you know yes but i found the same thing you did you know when the world was stopped as it was mm -hmm. and everything changed whether you no longer could work or you're working all the time um you know whether you're in school or being from home or can't visit people it gives us the opportunity to say well I never thought the world could do this, but it did. And I can make changes. Mm -hmm. And also the, the saying of, well, yeah, that's what I would like to do if I ever had the time. Well, right. guess what? <laughs> yeah. You got the time for you, for me, and for her, right? <laughs> Everyone, right, right. It's, it's so different to think there can be time. And sometimes it, we make it for ourselves. And sometimes it's made for us. Absolutely. 
yeah there were a lot of people able to dive into classes they mm -hmm. had always wanted to take i mean you could take anything online now apparently so, that is true <laughs> <laughs> so that was a wonderful opening for people and really to connect with people on a different level maybe to move their circle outside the comfort circle that they were used to but really branch out online and groups that have similar interests or really kind of find that soul family too because sometimes we get so in our comfort zones yeah even if it's not comfortable we're right, just right. used to those people around us or those situations so it really did it did offer a lot of opportunity as well i think that with so many things like you said online um and you can go online and join a group and if it's not good you just don't have to go back again <laughs> yeah. you know and so there's some sort of safety in that for people mm -hmm. and when they're joining things maybe that doesn't include the people in their comfort zone community a place of business um wow i have something in common with someone in new zealand or belgium oh that's uh, surprising interesting right it bright it it opens someone's world yeah universality of all these different kinds of emotions you know absolutely wow so the readings that you were talking about before um when you were first telling us about your work what kind of readings are those i do akashic record reading and clearings so for <laughs> those people that might not know about this please tell us so the akashic records are our records of souls through lifetimes this lifetime connections we've made karma contracts don't like the word entities because that sounds ghost-like but you know energies and <laughs> when i look at someone's record when i open someone's record i get a good look at them at soul level and it's really nice to offer a reading to someone so they can be like ah oh, that's why i do that that's why that's so ingrained in me maybe forgive themselves a little bit or allow themselves to dive more into that and be comfortable with something they might have thought of as a shortcoming, but really can be a gift as well as I do clearings. So I ask what blocks and restrictions are stopping this person from advancing on their spiritual path at this time. And it can be, you know, a hook or a cord to somebody. It can be, you know, all of these things that are just energetically, you know, keeping them, holding them back a little bit. I don't believe in one modality for everyone ever you know i believe that people come to me for a reason and what i love about the akashic readings is not only do i ask my guides and your guides to do the clearing but i give my clients a 21 day prayer so they're really owning yes i'm ready to get rid of these blocks and restrictions i'm ready to move past this and i really feel like that's where the magic happens wow how does one come to do that work <laughs> It was a journey. I mean, I did get an Akashic reading after healing myself. I physically was clueless. Physically, I was clueless as to how I did it. Really, I mean, I was like, okay, I changed my thoughts, and suddenly I'm better. And 
I learned about energy. So I started writing about energy and I found a bunch of spiritual bloggers back then, 14 years ago, there weren't like 10,000 of them, you know, there were, there was a smaller community and a bunch of people had gotten an Akashic reading. I had no idea what that was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, everyone that I trust is saying it's okay, you know, and I don't even know if I believe in past lives, but let me go for it. And when I had one, it resonated so deeply Mm. and it really did create shifts within myself. I call it a not so gentle kick in the butt on your spiritual path. Um, So it helped me so much. And I remember at the time saying, I could never do this work, you know, and I think I was told, you know, oh, you can do this. I'm like, no, you know, I wouldn't trust my intuition that much. There is no way I could ever do that. And a couple years later, after doing energy work, I was receiving, starting to receive information, but didn't know where I was getting it from was like, I don't know if that's in the person's field, if it's their thoughts, I really want a way to tap into energy and know what I'm receiving. Mm -hmm. And I went to the teacher's website on Akashic readings, and it listed kind of everything I wanted to know (laughs) was in gaining the Akashic record training. So I think like seven trainings later, you know, uh, and hundreds, if not thousands of readings later, it's just something that I really love. I use it on myself. I use it on my family, use it for my clients. And I do feel like it just helps us remove those blocks and restrictions. It, it switches the energy around for us. Absolutely. You know, it's so interesting because um, the work that I do in life loss and grief therapy is start talking about, I say to people, we're gonna to go to three different areas. And they come to me with a trauma or a loss, not necessarily a death, but mm-hmm. for me, a loss is a loss. And I'll say, okay, first we're gonna look at who you were up until that point. And we determine what point that would be. Maybe it's the illness, maybe it was the death. Okay, who were you there? Then we're going to look at who are you becoming now, which is an active process. And they really don't know who they are. That's really why it's <laughs> incredible. Well, then we're going to go to who you're going to become. Well, that's where they want to go. Forget this and this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. You know, uh, where am I going? How, how, how do we fix this kind of thing? And, and I, so I acknowledge that. I know you want to go there. Sorry, we can't. And it's not because I'm saying no because if we could just go there, you know, it'd be quicker. I'd help people, more people quicker, but it's not how it works. So first we wanna look at who you were, which is what you're doing on that big spiritual level. Mm -hmm. Because I know of course that informs who they are now. Absolutely. Without going into past lives, which would be fascinating. And then see who they are. I think of it as there used to be these old coffee pots they call percolators. You know, perc- yeah, I love those. Some people only know them from camping, but <laughs> they actually used to be used in the kitchen. And that's what I think of that within them, what's bubbling up is new spirituality or new fo- mm. forms of spirituality within them, new knowings. Mm-hmm. And then we take both of those chunks of information and go to here. And over there, I picture it as like um, um, a a, a thing of clay or piece of marble. The material is not the issue. And we take this information and say, okay, 
you may not know what you want in the future exactly, but you know what you don't want. I've learned people know exactly what they don't want. So let's chip away. Oh, you don't want to have that coping skill anymore? Let's get rid of that. You want to keep this one, but you want to massage it a bit? Okay, we'll put, and then you begin to form and the material, which is them, of course, mm-hmm. um, their soul, their brain, their heart, mm-hmm. their spirit, this is telling them what it's going to be. It's like walking into a room and I, I walk into a room and I can let the room tell me what color it wants to, well, you know, we used to share an office, so. <laughs> I was always saying, you know what I think it should be? <laughs> what the room is telling me. You're like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so it's, that's the kind of work that we're doing in different settings. Um, so that what is holding us back is known, not easily. Right. They may need help in um, finding it and seeing it for what it is. Like you said, it could be that hook or that connection could be a person. Yeah that is holding them back, but we see, may, they may feel it's, well, well, they have to be in my life because, and whatever reasons they've oh, given yeah. themselves over the years that they have to keep this person in. Yeah, so fascinating. And I know you enjoy the, the, this piece of it is that when people begin to, like that look gets in their eye and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's like, <laughs> right? Because you can see it percolating up. Yeah. And whether they're getting it completely or it's just beginning to, mm-hmm. or they're just owning that it could change all of any of it, you know? And I Back. do feel like there's always almost this deep remembering, you know, it's like mm-hmm. their soul is saying like, yeah, you are the worthy, you know? Yeah. Things can be better. Exactly. You know? But yeah, that that look is amazing. You Isn't know it? what? Yeah, it's almost like they got a uh, a text that said, "Opening up your heart, all will be well." Yeah. Eleven, <laughs> right, right? To put it in the context of what we get every day, that kind of informs us, distracts us, and all that other kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and so many people are holding these limiting thoughts that they've heard from a parent, from an old relationship from a boss from a friend you know or a sibling and it's almost like they need permission to let it go and And, you know to just that awareness that it's okay they're more than that exactly and to even know the power that the words or actions of others have had on them you know we both had the experience when somebody said, well, that was a long time ago and that doesn't bother me anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, except, but when I said, what well, was something that was a problem it was the first thing you said. So maybe it's, you know, yeah. So I think it's, we think it shouldn't still hold us back. It shouldn't right. have so much power. And of course, Except for you should wear a mask. I think should should be out of the dictionary. <laughs> I'm not real fond of that particular word. No, it is not a good word. It, no. It, it guilts us. Sure, and it comes yeah. with such judgment, you know? It does. Absolutely. Wow. This has been so... So personally, how have you found things have changed besides your kids coming and going? Have you seen changes for yourself during the pandemic? 
Yeah, I and I think part of it is because of my mom's passing as well. I've really been led to shamanism to study different planes of existence and to help people. You know, why I love the Akashic work so much is when people do the prayer, they're ready. And mm -hmm. why I love shamanic work so much is handing that power over to them, leading them on a journey where they reclaim their soul pieces, where they are taking control and owning that, yeah, I am in control of my life. And yeah, I do have this power. So it's brought me more in alignment with, I actually did take a shamanic class on healing grief through shamanism. We know grief is never fully healed, but there are, Not you know, healed. healing. It's always healing. in the process. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Right. So, so it did really help me transmute some of that energy and really led me to wanting to help other people on that level. So it has been really a beautiful path. I'm still a few more months of my six month program after the four month one. So, but absolutely loving it. And yeah, just feeling like kind of reborn and transformed myself and working now on rebranding and just what does, how can I help people to the greatest capacity? How can I be of most service mm -hmm. to the world at this time? Because I know that a lot of people are ready to transform their lives into something maybe they never dared to dream of before. Absolutely. So that is where, what I want to do, help people know that they're worthy of doing that and help them remove the limits. That Isn't it interesting? So we've known each other a number of years now uh, and where we started and we were always in the helping profession and mm -hmm. working um, and how interesting these many years later that I have a podcast and you're studying shamanism and it's not a place I could have seen me for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as surprised about you, but you know, that's how we see things different yeah. than ourselves, but it is all part of that journey that we Absolutely. didn't necessarily see that's there, but it, it is so natural. So it feels so right. Even if we didn't think of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, all right, just lead me, you know, right. <laughs> stopping holding ourselves back and the doubts that come up and yeah, I'm ready, you know, and we need to step forward because we need to be able to inspire our clients to step forward. Absolutely. And you know, that one piece of hope, well, it's really what we're both offering is that there is hope, yeah. um, no matter the trauma, no matter the loss, no matter what's going on in our country, in our world, in our family, mm -hmm. our communities. And we may not feel the hope, that doesn't mean it's not there. Like you said before, the sadness is not always there so deep as when your mom first passed, but it's still there. Oh, Just yeah. at different times it comes up, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, how? Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I wanna thank you so much. But before we go, I must ask you an important question. What gives you hope for the future? I don't think you'll have to dig too hard to find it, as many of people there, I talk to, but. There are so many beautiful people doing amazing work to help other people mm. and shining their light. And I do feel the more people shine their light, it gives that permission and that hope for other people to shine their light as well. 
and I choose to focus there, you know, and I always feel like, just like science is evolving, people right. are evolving, and just to hold people in the highest regard, even those people that maybe we don't want to, you know, anyone, I'm a big believer in the people that hurt people have been hurt. Well, you know? absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um, you know, I think that, no, I feel that it's so timely. Uh, probably anytime we put it out, it's timely. But from my very unimportant opinion, <laughs> it's, it's timely to get these things out there. So please share with us all the different methods people could be in touch with you or read your books or all the different things that you have to offer. Sure, they can go to my website, jennymanion.com, J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. I offer free gifts on there to connect with me. My book, A Short Path to Change, 30 Ways to Transform Your Life is available on Amazon. They can email me, jenny at jennymanion.com. And I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, pretty much all the social media platforms, as well as YouTube. I have free energy healings on there. So yeah, wow. and I have a course, Embracing Bliss, which is a signature course on how to really tap into your own power to start creating your life. What a great name. I've always loved it. Embracing Bliss. It just sounds so great. <laughs> like we can all use some more bliss. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Oh, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today on From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And on this series, Same Storm, Different Boats, you've given people more buoyancy in their boat to paddle along. And I can't wait for this to be shared with everyone. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Bernadette. So nice to reconnect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this has been a wonderful interview. Thank you. Thank you.